and I get a text message from 23andMe, and it says, basically, I don't know how to say this, but I think you're my brother. And I'm thinking, okay, this is this can't be real, right? Because I have no indicator of anything in my life. Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 170. I have a brief announcement that I would like to let you know about. On Friday, August 18th, 2023, I will be a guest NAPS Happy Hour. And NAP stands for the National Association of Adoptees and Parents. Uh, It's hosted by Marcy Keithley, and she has welcomed me on as a guest for Happy Hour. I'll be speaking a bit about my story, the podcast, NPE Stories. But there's also a Q&A session at the end. So if you are available and have any questions and want to join, it is an online event. On August 18th, it's at 6 p.m. Central Time. I have a link for it. You do need to register to get the Zoom link, but it is a free event. You just have to register and they will send you the Zoom link. If you go to the NPE Stories Facebook page, you will be able to find registration details for that. And I'm looking forward to it. And now we'll go over to our story portion of the podcast. And I'd like to welcome Mike today. Hi, Mike. Hello, Lily. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks. I, I appreciate you uh, having me on and and giving me the opportunity to tell my story. I'm really looking forward to it. Should we jump right into your story today? Let's go ahead. We'll get started and we'll take a little journey back to the 60s. Ooh, the 60s. Okay. So why don't you start with who was in your original family? And then from there, you can tell me about what's happened in your life since finding out you were an NPE. Sounds great. So yeah, so I was was born in the mid-60s. My mother and father are still married today. They they were met in high school in a small Northern California town, which is where I'm from as well. And uh, as life takes on its opportunities, right? She, uh, my mother and my father stayed together through high school. And then my father went into the service right after that. And so, you know, as this is going on, there's family dynamics going on. My grandparents at the time on my mother's side were, were getting a divorce and my father is adopted. So his family dynamics were obviously a little bit strange as well. He had some, some different, you know, his father left when he was two. So, so he didn't know who his original father was. So, you know, they found each other and life kind of progressed, right? So it's, it's about mid sixties. Um, my mother gets pregnant. So 
basically, you know, he was off at the service. Uh, you know, timing is a little, you know, hard to get specific on, but obviously close enough where there wasn't any alarm or anything around the fact that she became pregnant. So they got married in that same year, later that year. Um, you know, and as a kid growing up, all I'm thinking of is, you know, hey, my parents got, you know, they, my mom got pregnant, so they got married. And and so, you know, the life progressed. I came along the next year, obviously. And so no problems in the family. I mean, as I grew up, you know, we moved around California a couple of times and then again came back and landed in Northern California. And so at the point, um, my sister comes along. She's five years younger than me. And my brother then comes along. He's 10 years younger than me. So, you know, fast forwarding now, my, my parents have been married for, you know, over 50 years. Uh, growing up, family was pretty typical, right? We had, you know, ups and downs like any family, you know, opportunities to, you know, obviously challenges in, you know, life and jobs and things like that. But, it, you know, from a parental experience, my parents were great, uh, very loving took care of us. There was no indication along this route that there was anything unusual about my situation, which I'll get into later, you know. And so, you know, here we are kind of moving through life and, you know, I go to high school. I think it's like high school is probably about the time I started to figure out, hey, you know, I think I think you, my parents got married because of me, right? Because the timing was a little off. I, the story was, you know, uh, well, you were just born a little early. You know, and, and I was small when I was born, so it's not unusual to, it, you know, it, what do I know? It's graduating high school and not really thinking about it. It wasn't like a, some, I got some sense that something was wrong. And I don't think much about it, right? Life's getting ready to start happening, right? You know, like I'm getting out of high school. I'm getting ready. I'm going to college. I've got, I meet my wife. So I finished college, you know, I'm moving along and, you know, we start our, life, right? We start moving across the country and, you know, and career is growing. And, and again, my story doesn't really start till you know, really technically in 2020. So I have no indication. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm taller than my father, you know, uh, you know, but other than that, it's not something you would catch. Although now looking back, maybe you might say, you know, my brother is significantly shorter than me and my sister is as well, but my mom's short. So and my grandfather was tall. So I'm thinking, okay, so I don't have any reason to think there's anything unusual about my situation. You know, so now here we are, you know, we're, we finally settled in Cincinnati. And, you know, I, that's the city that we live in today. And, you know, basically I've, I've got two grown children now, great kids. My wife, we've been, we've had the opportunity to move multiple times across the country. And, you know, and we've settled here. So we're thinking, okay, well, I'm not expecting my life to make any serious changes, like any turns, right? You know, and it's, and so it's probably around, it was actually March of 2020 is when things really start to get interesting. And that's when I'm, you know, I'm in my office. I mean, I, you know, it's like an afternoon. It's right before the pandemic starts to really clamp things down. So no indicator, just sitting there. And my, you know, I had joined in 2016. We had joined um, 23Me, like most people. Just want to understand. I had a friend who said, hey, you should check it out. It'll tell you if you have any 
you know, issues with, you know, genetics and you know, it'll tell you what country, you know, your DNA is from. So you're thinking, okay, that's cool. You know, and I think, you know, probably just sitting on the couch one night, my wife and I order, you know, a couple of those kits and we do it. And, you know, when we get the results back and all we find out, you know, Hey, you're so much, you know, you know, from this part of Europe and so on and so forth, but nothing comes back to any kind of genetic issues or any challenges. And part of it was because I, you know, I do have you know, some minor medical conditions, more genetic related. So I thought, well, hey, you know, maybe I can find out, you know, if, if this is part of my history. So basically, you know, it's nothing really happens. Like you get, you know, if you've gotten those kits, which I've heard you before say, I think you were Ancestry or what you get, you know, some alerts, people connecting, that kind of thing. And so you, you, you know, one thing they don't put in the brochure is they don't say, hey, by the way, you might find relatives you didn't know you had mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so you start getting you know these folks that are connecting and and i don't recognize the names a lot of them you know the further you get away from your own ancestry the you know the more the names change and if you're not a close-knit family in regards to your you know secondary you know families you just don't you, you don't recognize the names and we were very close as a family and still are close as a family growing up so and so i didn't think anything about it so i got a lot of those you know when you look at them and you kind of go know this name and you kind of move on. so a lot of third and fourth cousins and things like that so then in march of 2020 is when it really started to take on some some dynamics because uh, that's when i got contacted by someone and a sister yeah no this is not my sister right so i'm thinking okay and and i'm sitting there and I get a text message from 23andMe, and it says basically, I don't know how to say this, but you're my, I think I'm, you're my brother. And I'm like, okay, all right, take a little step back there, do a little thinking and trying to figure that one out. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, this is, this can't be real, right? Cause I have no indicator of anything in my life. So, and I, you know, I'm pretty far along in life to go, okay, let's just start introducing, you know, all this, this new, these new experiences. So I, you know, sent a note to call my wife and I said, Hey, we got this note on the phone. You know, do you think it's a scam? Do you think <laughs> she goes, well, I don't know if you can, you know, scam DNA and, and, and it's coming through 23 and me. So, you know, and I had looked in there and it did say that this person was your half sister. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is, you know, getting a little strange. So I started having a conversation with her and, you know, kind of, Hey, you know, I, maybe my dad had a fair, you know, I, I don't think that's likely because that's just not in his nature. He's an incredible guy. He didn't, you know, so I, and, and she kind of, you know, she texts me back. She goes, it's not, you know, it's not your dad. We share, it's my dad. And at that moment you go, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> I am the oldest child. So I'm thinking, okay, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready for this. Right. And I said, okay, well, then she sent me some pictures, okay, and she started conversing a little bit with me. She started to tell me, you know, I have another sister, and then there's other sisters. And I said, okay, all right, well, you know, let me let me take this in, right? So there, you know, I'm I'm kind of the the, the shiny new toy, right? I'm mm-hmm. one saw coming. And then, you know, and I'm not ready for it because I don't really, you know, I, I have a pretty, 
pretty good life going on and I don't really know, you know, how to handle it. The first thing I'm thinking about in this whole situation, once I figure out it's actually my dad, is I don't want anything to happen to my dad. Okay. Because he's like a great guy, right? So you're thinking, okay. And they, meaning the first sister that contacted me, she really wanted to engage really quickly. She, she, she wanted to, you know, she got the other sister involved and he's, they're both texting me. And, and I said, whoa, 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 you know, the, hey, why don't you talk to your mom? Look, I said, hey, whoa, whoa, <laughs> you know, I don't know that that's a really good idea right now because I don't think anybody in my family knows except for maybe my mother. So, and so I said, hey, let's kind of proceed with caution here. So we, we started having conversations and they sent me some additional pictures and clearly, you know, probably about a day into this discussion back and forth. Right now it's just all texting. You know, one of the pictures, I get it, look at it. And then I look at my high school graduation picture and there's no mistaking where, where unless I was, you know, 20 plus years old in the sixties, that's, my genetic father, right? I can, you can totally tell the picture. I put the two pictures, I spliced them and put them next to each other. And I'm like, okay, yeah, there's, this is to, to not realize. So, you know, there's a lot of processing going on at this stage, you know, because they want to, they, you know, they're next, they're curious, right? At the point we're at in this discussion, I'm, you know, I'm just probably four to five years younger than he was when he passed away. So he passed away in 2001. So that's my bio dad. And when I say dad, that's my, my actual dad that raised me. So I'm like, okay, you know, and then I start to find out more about him. His, you know, his mother, my grandmother, I guess, was killed in a plane crash. His sisters had, were in that plane as well. And so he he was left behind along with a brother. He had a younger brother and a little bit of discussion about him further on. And so there's not a lot of people left on that side of the family other than, you know, the two sisters that I talked to. And then, and then in that discussion, I find out there's, you know, three more sisters involved. So we got, we're up to five sisters with my, with my bio dad. And then, you know, I have a sister with my dad and, you know, half, I guess they're not half sisters. I don't really think that way, but half sister and a half brother. And so all this is going on and I'm trying to process it all as, as we're going through it. And then, you know, all I can think about is, Hey, we got to kind of control the temple of this conversation because I don't want anybody in my family to find out at this stage because I was open to, I mean, I was curious, right. You know, after I got over the shock and awe, which was definitely, you know, there when it first hit me, and then, you know, cause you know, the only, at that person, at that point, the only person knew was my wife, obviously. And I told my kids and, you know, you're thinking, okay, all you hear about is in genetics all the time is, is, you know, you know, dateline or something like that. And so very quickly do they start to figure out, okay, great. You know, but now that genetic, you know, anomaly in the family, right. I've, I've figured this out, but again, you wouldn't really, you know, I didn't really want anybody to know that. And, and, to this day, really very few do. So they wanted me to talk to my mom and I said, Hey, you know, uh, 
mom's had some health issues and, you know, it's not a conversation I'm going to have, you know, that I can't have face to face. In the middle of all this, the pandemic is hitting us pretty hard. Travel's difficult. You know, the office that I worked in was no longer an office anymore. We all worked at home. So, you know, it was, it was connectivity was becoming very much challenging. And so I said, Hey, you know, let's do, you know, we did a FaceTime. I did FaceTime with one of the sisters and, you know, we talked for like an hour. A very nice young lady, you know, because again, you're meeting people, you're getting these people reaching out to you that you, you really know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> and, and as much as, you know, now that I'm at, you know, this age, I'm thinking, okay, well, do I really, you know, how much do I want to let them in? And then, you know, they wanted in right there at that, at that point. And I wasn't necessarily against it. I just wanted to digest it a little bit slower pace than maybe they wanted to. And so I said, Hey, you know, let's have some communications again during this process. I'm learning more about the family and I'm learning more about, you know, all those different pieces and it's still pretty overwhelming and really still hard to digest because your first tendency is you want to, you're curious, you know, my big thing is though, I just didn't want to hurt anybody in the process because it's, because you know, my parents again are still married. They're both still living They're you know, late seventies, early eighties. And I don't want to create any you know, undue stress. And I, I don't know if my dad knows, right. I still don't know if my dad knows. Okay. And so at this point, you know, we're having the communications, we kind of agreed we'd stay connected and I'd try to at some point get out there to meet them and, you know, without involving my family. So we, we finally put together a, a trip where we were going to go out there and, you know, meet my, well, talk to my mom as part of the trip, but it was also tied into a family get together of my, you know, the family I grew up with, aunts, uncles, all those folks, right? So we got that going on. And so I said, well, in that trip, we'll try to connect. Our kids were out there. So we'll, I'll try to get a little bit of time set aside so we could meet. So they were both gracious, two of my sisters and, we're going to come up and meet us just prior to that meeting, which was in September of that same year, which was 2021. One of the sisters that came up was a new one that I had met. So we were sitting from vacation, just having hanging out one evening. And then I get another one of those messages on the phone <laughs> and it's another sister. Okay. So I, I heard about her. So I guess when I was, conceived my father conceived another child and married that woman obviously my mother was with my father so that they managed so he didn't know about me so she he so he married that woman had another sister and then they made it i don't know i'm not sure exactly the timeline but maybe like 10 years and then they got divorced and then he had another relationship conceived another child and that child was that the mother of that. They did not stay together. And she said, hey, I'm going to raise the child of my own, which is one of my sisters. And, you know, please don't, you know, disrupt my life. And then, of course, then he remarried in the, you know, 70s, I think late 70s. And then he, you know, had had my two other sisters. And, and that's the wife that he was with when, when he passed away in 2001. So, you know, so now as I'm going to 
you know, go to this family get together. And so we set that time up. I was thinking, okay, well, maybe we can get together and, you know, meet some of you if you want to come. And you're going to have to kind of come to me because where I was at, they each may live further away. And unfortunately, my timeline and visit was kind of quick throw together and say, hey, let's have breakfast. And, you know, so they were gracious enough to come up and um, we were in a little restaurant. I took my wife because I needed that moral support because, you know, I'm still a little like, you know, nervous, obviously meeting these folks and, and yeah. talking with them. And, you know, one of them walks in the restaurant. It's the one in the middle. And she's not as, they really weren't connected at all. And these, each, each relationship was fairly separate. So they didn't really have, these kids didn't really have a lot of engagement. And when she walked in, she, my wife goes, yeah, I think your sister just came in. <laughs> so she looks like me. Okay. We have the same facial, you know, look, and then we have, you know, same mannerisms and, yeah, and, and she was very, very nice, right? Very, very, very nice young lady. And then, you know, I met another, another one that came as well. And, and we all sat there for a couple hours and talked and threw pictures. And, you know, I started to get some of the history around it. So, you know, and, you know, they were obviously curious too, if I was going to have a chance to talk to my mom on this visit. And I said, well, I'm, I'm going to try. The challenge with that was, is I did not want to have my mom upset because I didn't want to be the focus of attention at this particular family get together. It was a big deal. There was a lot of people coming, you know, a lot of us like, like us flew from the other places. So I thought, you know, I'll, I'll see what it feels like. And it just didn't feel right to do at that point. There was also my mom had had some, some, some medical issues. And I figured if I did anything there, maybe, you know, it could shock her. I didn't know how she was going to react. And so I opted to stand down and go, okay, you know, I think we'll come back around on that at a later date. And, you know, at that point too, the pandemic was still pretty prevalent. So travel was still very hard. So we, we didn't do anything that visit. And of course the sisters were disappointed because they're still really curious about what was going on. And, <laughs> you know, so was I actually. And so we went back and waited again. You know, it's again, we were trying to figure out the right time because I had to orchestrate a scenario where I could spend some time with my mom because my dad was her constant caregiver. And so if I didn't break, you know, break him away, you know, he didn't like to leave her alone and, yeah, so she had had some like mini strokes and some different things. So, but we ended up coordinating another trip out last year, June. So as the story kind of goes on, you know, we, we are now getting to the part where, you know, we get a little discovery about, you know, what really happened and what some of the backstory was. And so I, I, um, was able to get here. We had coordinated a time my wife was going to take my dad out and give me that time with my mom. And so she left and I went in the bedroom when my mom was in there and she kind of, she, you know, she's, she's not a, an active person. So, you know, she was, was laying in her bed and, you know, I just kind of sat down with her and, you know, grabbed her hand and asked her how she was doing. And, you know, she's, she definitely, she definitely, uh, alert. <laughs> she definitely knows what's going on. And so, you know, we talked a little bit and I said, Hey, you know, Remember when I had that genetic test back in, you know, 2016, I think it was, you know, and she goes, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, you know, I said, um, 
you know, I found out some interesting things, you know, and I, and I felt like I needed to kind of have this conversation with you, you know, face to face. I said, uh, you know, does dad know I'm not his genetic child? And, and I mean, there is no hesitation. She goes, I don't think so. I, I, I didn't really know. I wasn't sure. And I said, okay. So I said, what can you tell me about it? You know, can you tell me anything about what went on? And she said, well, you know, we, your dad was away and, you know, we had, a, we, you know, we, he was good looking. <laughs> he was, he was very, very, um, what she said, was like suave. And she was very, just very, and she goes, I just, you know, I, I just, I kind of got carried away. And, and I said, and then I said, okay, well, you know, she goes, I thought, I thought, I thought maybe you might not have been. And I said, okay, well, you know, and I'm just being very, you know, which was really her response was, I wasn't sure how she was at first it was a little, you know, she was sort of talking and then I think she was thinking, okay, how do I get out of this kind of situation? Mm-hmm. I said, Hey, you know, I, I'm okay. I said, I'm okay with it. I said, you know, he's passed away. So I, I really can't go backwards. I said, but I, I will tell you that, you know, some of my sisters from, from him have come forward and found me on 23andMe and we've had some conversations and, and she goes, okay. And I said, you know, and I said, so you don't think dad knows? And she goes, I don't. And I said, okay. And we're not going to tell him, are we? <laughs> you know, cause I said, because he is a great guy. And I said, you know, I wouldn't want to hurt him. And I said, so, you know, I said, I'm not going to tell him. She goes, yeah, I don't, I don't want you to tell him. And I said, but you know, I'm a little, I'm a little shocked. You know, I said, I, got the impression, you know, you guys were lifelong, you know, so I didn't know this other individual was involved, you know, I, and I, I can't recall going back, you know, all those years, whether, um, you know, whether I should have picked up some signs along the way. I think from a, you know, an appearance perspective, you know, I looked enough like everyone in the family. Um, and it's weird because my, my uncle, which is my, on my dad's side, my my dad that raised me, you know, they live up by my parents and, you know, I grew up with their kids and be honest, I kind of look like them, but then, you know, after this test, I genetically not related at all. And so, so it was easy to see how wouldn't be able to pick it up, you know, you know, just said, Hey mom, we need to make sure, you know, you know, I don't want to jeopardize your relationship going forward with dad. And she said, Oh no, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't know how we'd react. And honestly, my dad is a wonderful man. So I, I don't know that at this stage in life it would, but I didn't want to risk my relationship with him, which we talk weekly or my relationship with, you know, or her relationship with him, you know, so it's, it's, it's a really, <laughs> it was a really unusual thing to have to kind of sit through. And you're like, and we talked for probably a half an hour or so just about, you know, life. And she said she had ran into him, you know, because all of these folks live around my parents where they live now and where I was raised. So that was another concern of just making sure she, she said she had actually bumped into him in the nineties. And so I said, Oh, okay. It's interesting. You know, and she said, yeah, you know, we, we knew. We knew each other. She goes, we didn't, you know, we didn't really, 
talk much, you know, I think at that point he had another wife and, you know, my first, my mom still married my dad. So I said, okay, well, so, you know, after that discussion was over, it kind of went, you know, you know, the trip went great. She was fine. We, it's weird. It's weird. Cause you expect maybe there's going to be some kind of, I don't know, feeling of like she would be uncomfortable or any of that stuff. Maybe I made her feel enough at ease that that wasn't the case because she didn't seem that way. And, you know, I just said, Hey, you know, let's keep this, you know, between us. I said, you know, it's, there's no reason to discuss it. You know, I have, I'm very close to my brother and sister and I didn't really want to create any friction there. I don't, don't know that it would, but, you know, and so after that, we, we came back and, you know, I, I obviously connected with the sisters again and kind of let them know, you know, what I had found out, you know, that it was a one, you know, it was basically a little fling and, and, you know, I was the byproduct of that and really wasn't going to push my mom on it any further because I didn't really feel like that it was the hard, uh, you know, the, the right thing to do. It, it felt like if I did that, I could create some, you know, some definite, uh, you know, anxiety or a chance that things could leak out. And I'm still very, you know, protective of that scenario uh, at this point you know all the all the my grand you know my i didn't know my grandmother on my father so my you know my father's had this my dad the, that raised me he's he's had his fair amount of challenges you know he was like i said earlier he was adopted and then he you know he's had family challenges you know his his my grandmother had passed away early you know on and so you create you know, he didn't really it's not like his childhood didn't have the bumps. And so from my perspective, I don't know that he would, he's always been great. So I didn't think he'd have any concerns, but you just didn't want that to get out. And then, so we kept in, kept in touch with sisters now going forward. Really, there's only one that I consistently talk with. And it's the one in the middle that not reached out when I was on vacation. You know, she, she's, I'm, you know, her only connection to our father because her mother had passed away and he obviously had passed away and he, she didn't really know the other sisters as well. So, you know, we got talking, she still lives in the town where, you know, I was born and conceived. So I said, Hey, you know, let's, you know, let's keep this again between us because, you know, it was a small town and people would know at this stage. And, you know, and she was great about that and we've stayed connected and, and talked and we're going to try to get together again. But I think the, the hard thing is when you find this out, you know, the first reaction typically is you want to just, you know, some people want to just dive in, right? You don't want to take, and you know, my big thing was I'm going to take a step back here and figure this out because there's, there were people that were going to get hurt in this. And that was not the objective because, you know, if he were still alive, you know, I would have wanted to meet him, but I, I can rest assured I would not have wanted to disrupt the life that I had. You know, I'm, I could, you know, you think about, okay, if this, if I'd have found this out when I was, you know, 15, what would life look like? Right. Instead of, you know, finding it out when you're in your mid fifties. And then, you know, even if you found it out in your thirties, right. By then I'd been married for, you know, 10 years or whatever, you know, you, you still, it would cause this ripple effect through life. And so, my decision was, you know, I'm not telling anybody. Okay. And there's a few close friends that know, um, my kids know, 
but you know, at the end of the day, it just wasn't, you know, I, I may, after my parents, you know, pass, I may say something, probably would say something to my sisters, but why other one of them, we're not going to talk about that. I mean, and, you know, and so I'll still continue to meet, talk to the sisters as I can. There's of the five, I've talked to three, two, one of them, or two of them, one that's my age and a little bit younger than me. I reached out to one of them. They haven't responded. And that was actually recently in the last couple of months because I understood they had wanted to meet me, meet me, but she never responded back. And then, um, and then on the, his brother, it looks like he looked a lot like him. So I think, and they're probably thinking like I think, right? So when you start to meet people, you're not sure who you're meeting, what their agenda is, you know, and what, what, you know, so it takes you a while to kind of go through that. And I was talking to a cousin that reached out through this process because once, you know, once I was discovered, then everyone's, all my uh, new family were reaching out, you know, I said, well, Hey, you know, if, if, if his brother wanted to meet, I, you know, talk to me, I would, I would do that. You know, um, you can send them pictures. I sent her a picture and she said, yeah, he doesn't want to have anything to do with the genetic stuff, you know, <laughs> thinking, well, it was the sixties. So who knows how many, you know, kids might be running around out there. <laughs> you know, I may have more sisters that more brothers, that, but he said, yeah, I didn't really want to connect. And I think, you know, I, I can understand why. I mean, you know, he's in his late seventies and he said, okay, well, what does this guy want? You know, mm-hmm. what could be his agenda? And so you're, you're pretty, you're pretty cautious about approaching that. So I haven't had any further conversations with that side of the family. I, you know, I, one of my sisters just had a birthday. I texted her and happy birthday and she texted me back. But until I get out to, to California again and can arrange to see if they want to get together. One of them was a little more apprehensive as well. But she said, Hey, if you're out again, I would like to meet you. It's weird. Cause you, you know, you're, you don't have any family. You don't have any history to talk about that's related to any of them. Mm. They have all the history of the father and, and that kind of thing. And so, you know, the only father I have is my dad, you know, and, and I've run a scenario through my head, you know, and I just, I mean, you know, I've been married for over 30 years. I've got two grown children. Both of them are married. I have two grandkids. You know, I've been successful in my life. You know, we moved quite a bit and landed here in Cincinnati. And I, so I can't, I can't, it would be a really tough decision if someone said, do you want to go back? And, you know, I would like to meet him, but I would not, I would like to pick the point of time when I met him. Because I think uh, it, you know, I wouldn't want to disrupt what I've got. You know, it's it's a, you know, I listen to some of these sometimes, and you know, it's it's hard. But I had a good upbringing and a good family. They stayed together. We didn't have any major, you know, issues in the family. And so going back, you know, that that cross in the road, you you, you wouldn't know where the road would take you, and could have been better. I have a challenge thinking it would have been because I've had a great life. So it's, it's a, it's a decision that people have to make when, when they find these things out, because, you know, there's, you immediately think about you. Hopefully the next person you think about is everyone else. Because you're the next people you're kind of going, okay, well, I want to think about how this is going to impact all these individuals that, that may or may not know. And, and what's the ripple effect of that? And, 
I just didn't want to jeopardize that. Yeah, I understand that. I understand what you're saying completely. Since your birth father passed in, was it 2001, you said? Yeah. Yeah. So you only have stories to go off of from your your several new sisters you've met. What? Yeah. I mean, what do you feel about this, the sort of personality, the sort of, the type of man that your birth father was? Well, that's an interesting question. Yeah. So when I had my first discussion and it was with, um, with where we did the FaceTime with one of my sisters, you know, so I'm with my wife and we're, you know, you know having this call and she, and she says, Oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, you look like, you look just like my dad, you know? And I said, okay. And he goes, are you a, are you a ladies man like my dad? You know, my wife <laughs> is next to me. And I said, um, well, you know, no, <laughs> that would not be a question with my wife sitting here next to me. And I said, you know, I've been married for at this point, it was like 30 years. And I said, now, you know, and, but you know, I, I, after seeing the pictures of him, he's obviously a good looking guy. He was very charismatic from what I understand. And so, you know, he, he, he had a, I got a little bit of his career. He was in the music industry and, you know, and I kind of go back because my, my mom had worked in a music store when I, you know, when she was younger. So I'm thinking maybe that was the connectivity. I don't exactly know where that came about, um, you know, where they, where they connected and mom was kind of going into some of those details, you know, but I'm thinking that's probably where it met. So he was in that music industry promoter for a while. And I then I think he, he got into the family business, which was, uh, lumber and things like that. And so, I mean, he had, he'd have a good, uh, I think good career. He lived like, he lived surprisingly because he was like within probably five miles of where my parents and I grew up, which was, which was odd because, you know, the path we took, you know, from this little town, we all went out and then, then, you know, they, we went down as far as the Bay area and then came back around and then ended up in the same place. So, but yeah, they said he was really great father and, you know, great guy, you know, and I think my sister in the middle, she was a lot like me. She's like, she never met him. So she wasn't sure um, how to, you know, she, she wanted to get as much information as she could get as well. You know, she heard about him. She knew about him, but she didn't get a chance to meet him before he passed away either. And, so it's really hard to make those decisions like if someone's passed away, but they were, you know, from all intents and purposes, I think he was a really good guy, you know, and I think, which was good, you know, it's weird now because I am, you know, I, I, as I look at it now, I am definitely, you know, different than my siblings I grew up with. I mean, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just different personality, outgoing, you know, friendly, you know, gregarious kind of guy. And then, they're a little more, you know, my sister's line quite a bit like, but my brother's very more like my father, my dad, right? And they say my personality after meeting me was more like my you know, bio dad, which is, which, you know, I can see it at some point, you know, if I were to tell my sister I grew up with, she would, she would clearly say, yeah, you, I knew something was different about you, but I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to give her that opportunity for a while, you know, mm-hmm. to, to say that, but. Yeah, it's like I don't have the, the the drama. I think in my life, I did, did or, you know, I'm pretty good, still pretty close. And I would like to have a relationship, but it's hard. You know, I live, I live, being living in you know two thousand miles away, 
it's hard to stay connected to people and then create that history that you don't have over, you know, 40 years, which is both the sisters are in their, the, the younger sisters are in their forties. How do you, how do you recreate that history? You know, you have some conversations, but you have really nothing in common other than, you know, your genetics. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And it sounds like you spoke with your mom about this, you know, the one time you got her alone and, and she was very honest with you at that time. Do you ever feel like you want to ask her more about this or do you feel like that, that was, that provided you with enough information? Uh, Interesting question. Yeah. I think, um, I would at some point probably want to understand a little bit more. Will I have the opportunity? I'm not sure. You know, I, I think, Again, it's an orchestration to get her by herself. You know, after you sit there for half an hour and you have a conversation and, you know, some of it I had to pull, some of it came out a little easier. <laughs> and then, you know, then you're thinking, okay, well, you know, could, you know, do, would I ask maybe a little more detailed about how they met? Maybe a little bit more about, you know, did you have any further conversation, you know, after you knew or if you thought, you know, I was not dad's. And so... I could see me trying to do that. It's not something I could do over the phone and or could orchestrate too easily because of how, you know, she's, she doesn't talk on the phone as much anymore, you know, so it's got to be one of these situations where I get her and kind of isolate herself and have a conversation with her. I think she would be open to talking. And, you know, if I get the opportunity, you know, thinking about going out there again, you know, sometime this year, try to, try to maybe ask some more questions if I got time by ourselves. But the bulk of it got answered, which was, you know, did my dad know, you know, how did you end up, you know, making the decisions that you made? You know, I thanked her for making the decision that she made because, you know, the guy she picked to marry was a great guy. He's a great guy. So I said, so, yeah, but that's a good question. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, you can always find things to talk about. Um, and since she didn't really get upset, I, I probably might take another swing at that at some point. Yeah. And you somehow found out about the term NPE along along this way, and you somehow found this podcast. Do you are you involved at all in the NPE? Any of the Facebook pages, or how did you find out about NPE stories? How did you find the name NPE? Do you remember? Well, yeah. So as, as soon as as soon as it happened, which is. Great question because it was like it was one of those moments where you go, okay, is this is does this happen a lot? So I found my wife found NPE stories, so I started listening to some of those at that point, and then uh, you know I felt like you know having this discussion with you at some point and you know with your listeners and would be a little bit of therapy for me, right? You know. To still kind of dealing with, with you know with all this new knowledge I have, and that's when I reached out to, to you back. You know, it's probably been about a year and a half ago, I think. But you know, during that time, I also did prepare for my discussion with my mom. Mm-hmm. With was it Alyssa? I think Alyssa off of. So I have it written down here. Uh, right to uh, know. Yeah, she had introduced me to some folks that I could potentially talk with because I didn't really know how to have that conversation with my mom. That was the one I was getting nervous about. Um, and so I had set up some time to, you know, she had called me, we talked to, we, we did some texting back and forth and that was where uh, this NB, I think it's NPE life uh, oh. is the site. 
on Facebook. Yes, yes. I, I'll put a link to that Facebook group. I mean, it is private for NPEs only, but yeah, she's so helpful. She's a great mentor to NPEs. Oh, yeah. Super good resource, right? So when I started talking to her, she she was, you know, she she was quick to respond. My wife had reached out to her initially to 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 you know try to get a little bit. I connect, you know, we we're trying to find places where I could kind of get some knowledge. And and I was, you know, I was really nervous about having conversations with my mother because, you know, I didn't really know how she was going to react. And so I, she kind of flipped me over to a couple of folks that had a similar scenario as as mine. And so I met with them, talked with them, and. And uh, that kind of prepped me for the discussion. And it was weird because you get nervous about certain things, maybe just anxious. And when I, after talking to these folks, I mean, I just basically said, hey, I'm going to get my mom wear, but I'm just going to rip the bandaid off, right? Because there's no way to really dance around it. And so, like I said, once I, you know, once I, and that's kind of what some of these folks had told me, you know, you're going to try to find a thousand different ways to maneuver around how you're going to say this. And you should probably just dive right in the pool. Right. And so, <laughs> which is what I did, you know, after I talked about the, you know, the 23 me test, I just said, Hey, you know, just like that asked her, did, did dad know, you know, I wasn't his dad or wasn't his genetic child. And, you know, probably the best way to do that because actually she didn't have a lot of time to kind of formulate a, a different response than she gave me. And, uh, and it was good advice. I mean, I think, you know, and, and then, you know, of course, I think as I read these stories and listened to stories, it was like, how do you control the outcome of how people are going to react? You know, you don't want to hurt people's feelings along the way. I was very sensitive about that. I just felt like, you know, it's weird because sometimes you think about it. I'm the one who this impacted the most, right? Because I'm the one that's found all this information out. And my concern was more for how it was going to impact the other people around me. And of course, you know, some, some of it was selfishly because I just didn't want to impact my relationship with my my family, right? The family I grew up with. I, I mean, I, again, maybe I'm, and I don't think it's because I think it's not going to, you know, be a, you know, it's going to ruin it or something. I just feel like you just don't know. And so you're like, okay, I like what I have. Like if I say this, the benefits do not outweigh the drawbacks. <laughs> you know? and it really doesn't. I mean, and, and what am I going to gain from that? Especially, you know, understanding that he had passed away and, you know, and so I'd be, I'd be, you know, ruining today for yesterday. And it's, you know, and my mom made the decisions she made because she had to, and she needed to, and, you know, and I don't know what she was going through, but at that point it had to be very difficult. And so I just choose to say, you know what? You made the decision you felt was right. I'm here today. And because of that, I'm okay. <laughs> and I'm okay with the decision that you made. You know, again, I can't change it. And, it, you know, so. Mike, you sound so considerate for, for how thoughtful you were for your family members after you found out you were an NPE. And make sure and thank your wife for me that she helped you research this and find NPE stories. And here you are on sharing your story. And if people wanted to get in touch with you, could they do that? Yes, they can. Okay. What is the best way? Is it email? Yeah, I'll do it by email. Did you want me to get the email now? Yes, go ahead. So it's mjamesp1989 at yahoo.com. Thank you. I will put the email link in the show description below. If you're listening, wondering where that is, normally 
whatever podcasting platform you are looking at, you can just scroll down or, or click on the details and it will give you the links below to any resource that we talk about in the show. And Mike, thank you so much for coming on today and for sharing your story. Well, thank you again for setting up this platform for people like myself and, and hopefully people will have a, you know, will listen and, and, you know, take something from, take something away from my story. So thank you. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.